Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. If you're new here, welcome. If not, welcome back to the Girls Unfiltered podcast. I know it's been a while. It's probably been like three weeks, but that is okay because we're here now and I'm your host, Victoria Green. Uh, today, I am with a wonderful woman of God who I've known for a really long time. Most of my life, actually, I think. Um, and her name <laughs> is April Johnson. Welcome. Hello there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, it's my pleasure. Nice. Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? So I am April Johnson. Mm-hmm. I, um, let's see, I am, I was born and raised in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the D. Um, born and raised <laughs> in Detroit, and I lived in Detroit for 25 years. Yeah. Um, and at the 25-year mark, or, you know, sh- let me back up. I grew up in the city of Detroit, went to Catholic school for eight years, went to public school for four years, went to Oakland University um, to become an RN. Oh, you um, (laughs) went to have to do my 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 letter signs, Um, went to Oakland University, graduated with my degree in nursing. Mm -hmm, Um, But mm -hmm. shortly before I graduated nursing school, um, the Lord dealt with my heart that I wasn't done with school. I thought, hey, I'm going to be a nurse. That's my dream job. That's a fun feeling. That's it for life. Mm -hmm. Well, um, life turned a little different. You know, the Lord shared with me before I finished nursing school um, that I wasn't done with school and yeah. that he was leading me into ministry. And so, you know, I, you know, when, when graduation came, all of our classmates were so excited, like, hey, we're, um, you know, we're going into this field or this part of nursing, this part of nursing. And I remember sharing with some of my classmates that nursing is not my life. And right. I don't see myself being in RN for more than five years, you know, so they were shocked. Like, why would you go to school for all this time and only to leave it? Um, So shortly after I graduated from nursing school, the Lord dealt with my heart further. Mm -hmm. I entered Bible school, graduated from Bible school, actually didn't even graduate, but the Lord sent me here to Georgia um, to become a children's minister. Um, And so that dates back to 25 years ago. It'll be 26 years this Christmas. Um, So I started off, yes, 26 years this Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, So my journey here in Georgia started off 26 years ago as a children's minister, a young single woman. I was 25 years old. um, just excited to do whatever God called me to do. So um, I I practiced as a nurse for a short while after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. it's been ministry, you know, ministry ever since. So for the last 25 years, it's been ministry in some form or fashion. So nice. um, that's nice. a little bit about me, my background. Uh, I could tell you loads more. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so so that's me. So how do you spend your days? What do you how do? How do I spend my days? Well, yeah. I am married. Um, nice. I've been married for 18 years. Okay, Woo-hoo. okay, okay. Um, um, we have been together now for, so we've been married for 18. We've been together for 21 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a 14-year-old daughter, Priya, uh, my baby, um, or my big girl, I should say. Um, <laughs> she'd take offense to me saying, baby, I'm mom, I'm not a baby. Um, and then I have a 10-year-old, Malia, um, fifth grade. So I have a, a first-time high schooler and uh, almost middle schooler. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mom. But in addition to that, my husband and I are pastors. We launched a church um, hey. that I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, launched a church uh, January of last year, CFE Atlanta. Um, initially, when we launched it, it was Church for Entrepreneurs. 
um, but it's taken a you know more of a um, whole family focus. Uh, so it's not just focusing on the entrepreneur, but the the family, the entire family as well. Right. Um, so we are pastors, um, and I also run a small business, uh, which is called Petite Boutique. Um, I am launching into the digital space of creating digital downloads and mm-hmm, productivity mm-hmm. Um, tools that'll help you to um, organize and track your day. And also, which is my passion of Petite Boutique, I love creating uh, bath and body products because I love, I, first, I love healthy skin, right. you know, and I want, you know, the products I create to be nourishing for your body. Um, and so that's, you know, that's part of it. And then I also do uh, children's ministry consulting. Um, there is a ministry that I am nurturing in Barbados where I literally mm-hmm. mentor, um, I, me in partnership with another minister, uh, we mentor and train children's ministry leaders mm-hmm. um, in Barbados, in Jamaica. So it's actually about four to five different countries where um, the individuals are from and we do online training. Um, so I do that and I'm trying to think if I've left anything out. Um, uh, I have a little dog, Twinkle. <laughs> I have a little yerky. Um, so she 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 gathers my time and attention as well. So yeah, um, that's you're busy. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're busy <laughs> often. But hey, all of it actually kind of speaks to each other if you think about it. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. All right. So how do we know each other? We know each yeah. other from your parents. I so know. I met your mom and dad. They were members of the church where I was a children's pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to 24 years or wait, 20, no. 23 years. It was like... 22, 23 years ago. 22, 23 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was not before I was born. I was born okay. first. So, so you like were, you were probably 21, 22 about two. years ago. Yeah. You're probably about two uh, when they joined. And so I had little bitty Victoria um, as a baby in my nursery. And then <laughs> um, Christina came along, your younger sister. Yeah. Um, so that was my, you know, Christina was my, I remember her as a baby. Um, so yeah, so we go back like 20 some years. Uh, Victoria <laughs> as a, you know, as a, as a, a baby slash toddler in our nursery. <laughs> Um, and I've watched her grow up ever since. So cute. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Mm, mm, kids. Dude, that's my heart. So like of everything I've done, working with the babies was like my absolute favorite. So like mm-hmm. I would go to the nursery. Um, and then what's what's even you know crazier is like Victoria's parents, um, Lisa and Chris, they um, joined our staff, you know, as our worship pastors. And, you know, Pastor Chris would drop, you know, Victoria off. Um, he probably wouldn't even want me to call him Pastor Chris, but um, he dropped Victoria off in a nursery. And it's like between her and her sister, I mean, those were like my babies, you know? So it's <laughs> like, I would do hair, you know? I, it's like, I yeah. just, I, lo- I, I loved the babies. Um, people would come looking for me and I'd be in a nursery classroom somewhere. So being a nanny is like, oh, that's that's so cool. I love mm-hmm. that. I can do babies and then I can do high school and <laughs> That's it. In between that, it's just, I think I'm doing okay. But then they're like, you are so weird and awkward, which I am. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just like, how do I deal with middle school? Yeah. Elementary school, some of the, some elementary schoolers are like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We can get with Victoria. Mm-hmm. But middle school? See, here's the thing. That's a lot. 
I used to think when I first joined Children's Church, um, I joined in Detroit at our church in Detroit and I just wanted to come in and be a volunteer. I really mm-hmm, wanted mm-hmm. the little, little kids. I wanted like the two, three year olds, four, five year olds. I, I have, I wanted no parts of anybody <laughs> older than five. Like no, if they're beyond preschool, if they can talk and read, I don't want to deal with them mm-hmm, um, because mm-hmm. I was like, there's too many issues. I really just wanted the babies, but they didn't right. put me in with the babies, uh, which was just, you know, a move of God. Um, it, they put me with the older children and I just so, felt so awkward and out of place. I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't know how to fit. Um, But as I began to pray, it was like that class, the seven through 11 year old age group was like the best class ever. Um, And I still feel that way, um, surprisingly, Um, because you can get so deep in the word with them. You can be so expressive. Mm -hmm. It draws Mm -hmm. so much of your creativity out that it's like, we had the most fun in that class because we'd wear costumes, yeah. we'd do skits, we did dance. I yeah. mean, we did so much. And, you know, I could say, hey, boys and girls, we're going to do a Bible quick draw. Open your Bibles and turn to, you know, turn to Genesis chapter one or, you know, turn to Proverbs chapter three. It's like there was such excitement, whereas with the three year olds, well, you can't do that because they can't read. Right. Um, you know, you're doing coloring pages and crafts and, you know, other visuals. But with the older children, the seven through 11, it was like, I, I guess what I'm saying is Lord taught me how to minute, how to, he, he taught me how to fall in love with them or he drew me to fall in love with them and then mm-hmm. taught me how to minister effectively to them. Right. And so that right there was like, once that happened, once my heart transformed and I learned how to connect with them, I was like, Oh, you, I, I, I don't want to go anywhere else. This is, this is it right here. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cause I remember I was talking with Elisa the other day and she was like, yeah, I just remember I was like, Learning the word through fun stuff. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. So I don't know. I th- you did a great job. Well, thank in you. My opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, and in the opinion of other people I've talked. Why, to. Thank you. Yes. Right. dive into the other questions okay <laughs> um how did you become a christian how did i become a christian yeah. so i you know i grew up and i would call i would describe my family as holiday christians yeah meaning we went to church on the dress-up holidays mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so easter we were there mother's day we were absolutely there of course um because you know you had to have your you know easter you had to have your easter outfit and so forth um so we were we were holiday christians um although we believed in god we didn't there was no such thing as bible study in my house right you know my mom didn't sit down and say okay we're gonna you know we're gonna have a devotion time or we're gonna read or we're gonna study um we didn't really pray other than praying at night or maybe occasionally blessing your food mm-hmm. um and to this day i still kind of i, I kind of tickle my mom because um when she prays over her food she'll say jesus wept and i grew up with you know that was the blessing over the food and i i remember asking her one day like mama what does Jesus wept me? Like, why are you saying that to bless your food? I don't know, but that's her prayer. Um, and so, you know, she just kind of, you know, she just kind of laughs it off. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, just things that people pick up and say over, over time, but don't really know, you know, where they, where it came from. But, mm-hmm. um, so we were holiday Christians. Um, I went to Catholic school. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was pretty much my introduction to um, really to any formalized teaching about God. Um, I remember going to church with my grandmother, you know, or all of us as a family. And we sat on the pew and, you know, you did what you do, you know. Right. But my memories of church were literally or it was like you just sat there. You, we got a piece of candy and we just listened. You know, there was never a heart connection. So even though I knew about God, I didn't know him. Um, Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. got baptized at the age of seven and I thought that made me a Christian. I thought, okay, I'm going to live for God. And I had my Bible and I still have that Bible to this day. I love that Bible. Um, but I didn't know how to live for God. Nobody taught me, you know, other than Jesus died on the cross and he paid the price for your sins. Like nobody gave me instructions on what to do or how to live every day, you know, as a believer. So it wasn't until, so I went through elementary school, I went through high school um, and I got to, right before I got to college, um, probably around the age of 17, I knew that my life wasn't right. I wasn't going in the direction God wanted me to go in, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to get where he needed me to go. Um, And so I had a longing for, um, I I need to find a church. Um, Sometimes I would go with my cousin, um, you know, more like an aunt. She would take us to church with her, but it was still, you know, we had a traditional Baptist or denominational church where there were things that occurred in the church that were just confusing to me. Um, You know, we would say, you know, someone would um, catch the Holy Ghost. Um, And I didn't know what that meant, you know, and there was no teaching on that. So I went through teenage years just kind of like, well, I want to know God, but I don't know how. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I got to college and I, you know, so I, I did teenage stuff in high school and I did (laughs) college stuff in college. Um, (laughs) And the end of my freshman year, one of my um, dorm mates invited me to a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to the Bible study, or actually it was a it was a, a, a gospel concert. I went to a gospel concert and I gave my life to the Lord. Okay. Um, so at 19, that's when my life, when I would say the transformation, you know, the salvation transformation happened, yeah. you know, in my heart. I gave my life to the Lord and it began from there. Okay. So. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. What has your journey in building your own relationship with God look like? Okay. Different from like your family and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest launching points that I had in my relationship with God, you know, as I shared, I gave my life to the Lord at a gospel concert. Mm -hmm. I had, there was someone that was in the Christian organization um, because they had a Bible study, United Students for Christ. Yeah. And one of the members of United Students for Christ, we called it USC for short, she would come to my door, to my dorm room every Monday night mm-hmm. and invite me to Bible study. Mm-hmm. And I, used I declined. to be that person. The one that went or the, the, one, <laughs> the one that invited that or the one that dodged it? The one that invited. Okay. I always got uh, rejected. So let me tell you what ha- <laughs> let me tell you how God worked on my heart. So she would come to my door on Monday night and then I learned her routine. She would come to my door and say, hey, do you want to go to Bible study? And I was like, well, no, I have this to do. I always came up with some convenient excuse of why I couldn't go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where I knew she would come. So I'd just make sure I wasn't in my dorm room or someplace else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This girl came to my dorm almost every week for almost a year. She That's did nice. not stop. She was never mean. She was never disrespectful, but she was persistent. Mm-hmm. And I finally said yes. And I went to the Bible study 
And, and let me correct. It may not have been a full year, but I believe it was most of most, almost, most, almost a, a complete school year. Um, I'd have to ask her, but we've lost connection. Um, and so I spent that time running from God, knowing like I need him, but I don't want to go. I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm whatever. And so I, I went to Bible study, but there was one in particular that I went to and my, you know, my, 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 um, former pastor, Bishop Butler, um, he was there, he was a guest, you know, guest minister at that Bible study. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was in a, uh, ungodly relationship and I wanted to live for God. I didn't know how I knew I didn't want to live in sin. And I was, so I was torn like, okay, this gentleman is not really leading me in a way that's honoring and pleasing to God, right. but I love him, but I want to serve God, but I love him too. And what do I do? Mm-hmm. And Bishop Butler looked at me and he's, you know, the six foot two, three tall man. And I'm all <laughs> of five, you know, five, one. And he looked at me and because I told him, I went up to him, I said, Hey, you know, I'm in a relationship, but it's not a godly relationship. I want to live for God, but I don't know what to do. Um, and, you know, and I just wanted advice. And he looked at me and he just said, and he has this deep bassy voice. He, he says, who are you going to choose him or God? And that mm-hmm. thing pierced mm-hmm. me like an arrow. It was like somebody just like stabbed me in the heart. And I knew at that point, I got to let this go. You know, it was it was literally like facing a life or death situation. Yeah. Um, and so I made the decision to end the relationship. And when I tell you my life took off from there, it was it was like I couldn't imagine the life that God had for me. I had no clue what he had for me until I let that go. And so once I walked mm-hmm, away mm-hmm. from that, there was no looking back. It was like, okay, I, I'm going to live for God. And so I, from that point, I put myself in a position where I said, I don't want to date. I don't want to be in a relationship because I don't know how to be a woman of God. And so I surrendered myself to really just sit and be taught. You know, I, I, I talked to a few Christian guys, but realized like, yeah, this is, it's this, it's not it. I'm not where I need to be. (laughs) You know, um, it's, it wasn't where I needed to be. And so I, you know, after, you know, a couple fumbles and bumbles in Christendom and realizing, yeah, this is still not it. I, it wasn't it. Uh, it, it wasn't it. Uh, I just joke because one guy, you know, that approached me, he had this like Dobbs hat and a briefcase and, you know, and, and so when he came to pick me up for our date, it was like, I'm looking at him like, where are you going with this hat and briefcase? Right. Are we going on a date? Are we doing <laughs> or something? Are we having a business meeting? Um, and I was just like, yeah, you're not it. Yeah, you're not <laughs> it. You know, another guy, he didn't have a car. I had a car, you know, brand mm-hmm. new car. And, I was the person who was driving us around and I was the person footing the bill. And I was like, yeah, that's not working for me. No, if you're riding in my car, we're going on dates. You need to pay it for gas. At least. No, that wasn't, be real. that wasn't happening. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, that's not it. And, you know, so I, I did meet some guys, but it was like, it just wasn't it. And so I realized like, you know what, let me take myself off the market. You know, let mm-hmm. me not even be in a position of looking mm-hmm. because I need, I really need this time alone with God. I really have to figure out where God wants me to be and how, you know, this is a new life and I want to honor and please him. And so yeah. I have to figure out how to do that. Um, and so I literally just like, you know, I, I closed myself off and I didn't put a sign, almost like a proverbial sign. Do not date me. Um, <laughs> I didn't do that, but I really, so at that point, I really just dug into the word, you Mm -hmm. know, there were so many books that I read on, you know, 
Um, I think one of them was I Kissed Dating Goodbye. Um, there were so many books that I read. That was a long time ago. Um, so many books that I read because I really needed to have my heart changed. And one of the scriptures mm-hmm. that stuck out to me was I wanted to be a woman above reproach. I wanted to be a woman that there was no grounds of accusation for me. Yeah. You know, I got yeah. healed. The, the Lord had to heal me and deliver me from the guilt and shame mm-hmm. of having given my virginity away. And so I had to understand and receive healing to say, God's not holding my past against me. Right. You know, he washed my sins away. And so I had to get to a point where I could walk up right before him without the shame of that, because I felt like, mm-hmm. well, I've committed this sin and there's no way that God could use me because I have this in my past. And I realized, you know, really through, you know, through ministry, I think I was listening to the radio one time and it may have been Josh McDowell, you know, and he talked about, you know, really getting free of that aspect of your past. And I received forgiveness for that. Um, And then just, I really just poured into the word, just, just chewed on the word Um, around my sophomore year in college. Um, I was in the nursing program and began working as a student nurse tech. So the summer uh, following my um, sophomore year in college, I worked uh, in a hospital in Detroit, Children's mm-hmm. Hospital, mm-hmm. and I worked midnights. And because we were up and most of the patients were asleep, that was literally a time where we had just hours of time where we didn't have any physical activities that we had to do. Yeah. We still had to, you know, patient care. But as a student, I mean, I sat there and just studied the word. So you're talking about two, three, four months of just hours hours in the word every mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two, like I said, two, three hours in the word, just learning, learning, learning about God. And so after that, I went to a, I think it was that summer. If it wasn't, it was a summer, uh, um, maybe two years after that, went to a Kenneth Hagen convention, camp oh, meeting convention. Okay. Um, there were me and a you know handful of girls, you know, from college, several guys went, there was probably 10 of us that went. And from that point on, it was like somebody put me in a rocket and launched me. Mm-hmm. That was just like my life took off, you know. So the dedication in the word, realizing that, hey, God has a plan for me. I'm not quite sure what it is yet or how he wants to use me. Learning the word, learning about him, building my relationship in, with him, connecting with individuals that knew and were hungry for the word. That was yeah. probably number one is having a strong and solid friendship base. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So having the friends that encouraged us, you know, encouraged me to, Mm -hmm. Hey, stay connected. I had an accountability system. Um, and, and I had a, a propellant that, you know, that, that was a catalyst for me staying connected with God and, and going higher in God. Um, because everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody that I, you know, was in school with that was in that circle was like, they were, they were like, Bull, I mean, pit bulls for dog. They, we latched onto the word and was just like, that, that was us, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was, that was, um, really the, the, the catalyst, the beginning of, of my life in God. And what would you say your relationship with Jesus looks like right now? I love it. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, so it's like, okay, now you're looking at, you know, I gave my life to the Lord at, at 19. Um, or was I 18? I think it was 18. Can't remember. I, I, I think it was 18, end of my freshman year. Um, So 18 to now, I'm 51. I don't mind sharing my age. I know some women don't, but I don't mind sharing my age. (laughs) Um, I'm now 51. So this has been, it's been a wonderful 
experience. Mm -hmm. And I say that because, you know, your life in the word, it has ups, it has downs. You know, there are times where you feel like you're on top of the world, you're running on top of mountains and you can leap and do. And then there are times where different points in life hit and it's just kind of like, man, you know, so there, there've been times where, you know, having been called into ministry at such a young age, I, um, entered Bible school, um, at the age of 24, Mm -hmm. um, two years after, uh, nursing, I graduated from nursing school, almost three years after I graduated from nursing school, entered Bible school at the age of 24, a year and a half into Bible school, my Bishop sent me here to Georgia, uh, to become the children's minister. So I hadn't even grad, I didn't finish school or graduate, um, before I was launched into ministry. I literally finished Bible school in Georgia. Um, Mm -hmm. part of it was, you know, through correspondence. The other was in class because we had Bible school here. And so it was like, I was launched into ministry right at the beginning of my adulthood years. Um, and so there have been times where it's lonely because it's like, well, how come they get to do that? And I got to be over here, Lord, what about me? Did you forget me? Um, so there have been times where, you know, it's been lonely. There've been times Mm -hmm. where, you know, because I was in children's ministry, well, that's not really a popular ministry. That's not really, you know, oh, I can't wait to be a children's minister. It's like, oh, you're down there with the kids. Oh, next. You know, people are running away. Mm. Um, so, you know, there are times where it's lonely, but then some of my greatest heart's desires um, have been, you know, have been realized by being where I'm, where I am. Yeah. Um, so it's like I can look back now and, and say, man, this is this is what everybody needs. This is who everybody needs. This is you have not you have not reached you have not begun to live until you live with God, um, to be able to, you know, to look back now and say, wow, um, your family, for example, to look at you guys and say, oh my gosh, they were babies in my nursery and now they're adults living for God. Like to be able to get to this point and to be able to look back and see all that God has done, you know, to realize, you know, faith, you know, faith visions that, that I had that, you know, have, have been manifest to see that my kids are loving and serving God. I mean, it's such a sweet place, you know, and then it's a challenging place because it's like, you know, even though, you know, I've lived, I've been in ministry for 25 years there's still more that God's calling me to do. So right when you get comfortable, it's like, okay, okay, God, we got this. I love you. I serve you. I worship you. I praise you. Okay. I got this Christian thing down. Okay. Ministry. (laughs) I got ministry. You want me to be a minister? I'm a minister. Oh, you want me to do more? Oh, okay. But God, I got you over here. I can cover this right over here. And everybody, you, you got, you got more people, right? You can, they can do all that stuff over there. Oh, oh, you, oh, you want me to do that? Oh, but I like it over here, God, you know, so it's an interesting stage now where I got comfortable in what yeah. I was called to do. And it's yeah. easy and it's I love it and I can do it. And, and there's an anointing there. And so now there's this transition phase where my presence is not always in front of kids. It's in front of adults and it's in front of women. And it's like, but God, I like the kids. I Can yeah. I stay with the kids? Yeah. Um, so so it's it, you know, it's a looking at it it's an adventure you know it's an adventure you get to see so much you get to learn so much and there are things where it's really like god is just adding puzzle piece to puzzle piece to puzzle piece because there are things that i learned like like the 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 kenneth hagan conference that i mentioned mentioned that was 20 some years ago Mm -hmm. i am listening to messages from that conference this week So it's literally stuff that the seed that was planted in my heart 25 years ago, God is bringing it back full circle to say, hey, 
Go back and grab that message. Mm -hmm. There's some things I need you to hear Mm -hmm. for right now. You know, so it's literally like God is taking you and he's building, you know, he's placing this piece on top of this piece on top of this piece. And, and it's just like, you can't, you can't plan that. You know, there are interactions that I have with individuals that I'm looking at, like, how did we meet? How did God connect us? You know, so it's like when you watch God doing stuff like that and placing you in positions and moving you into places or placing ministry opportunities in your midst, it's like you couldn't you couldn't have paid for that. You know, those are those are experiences that you couldn't have paid for. It's just it's amazing. It's awesome. It's privileged. It's yeah. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Um, on that. What, what have you like, uh, I feel like you answered that question, but I'm still going to ask it. Mm-hmm. If you want to add more, you can, if not, that is perfectly fine. What have you gone through to get to this stage in your relationship? What have I gone through? So, um, I, I went through separation from my family. Yeah. So at the age of 25, my whole life was turned upside down. Everything I knew was emptied out. Meaning, um, yeah, I need you to pack up. Like <laughs> when my bishop asked me to come here, um, he asked me, he says, well, how much time do you need? And I said, oh, maybe two weeks. And he's like, no, we're going to give you six weeks. So literally at the age of 25. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I didn't, he was thinking about shit like that. I didn't know. You know, I'm thinking, well, I don't know. I just need to pack up my clothes, right? And go. Uh, he's like, no, we're going to need a little bit more time. So I didn't, I didn't have a clue of what I was walking into. So that. That meant leaving my family. Mm-hmm. My mom was not in support of me coming here. She was not in support of me leaving nursing. She was not in support of me going into Bible school mm-hmm. um, or, you know, having gone into Bible school and, and, you know, or going into ministry because, you know, I'm one of the first in my immediate family to have a, a bachelor's, to have an actual, you know, degree. So for them, like my dad, his, you know, he always said, well, why don't you go back to school to become a doctor? You know, it's like, if you have all this education, why not go and become, you know, take it further. Right. Uh, so they were looking at me career-wise and long-term and financially to say, hey, I don't think that's the path for you. I think you should do, you know, stick with your career, your I career path. Um, and so I had to, me stepping into ministry to come here meant I had to walk away from what my parents felt I should be doing. Mm-hmm. So there was separation there. There was tension there. Um, I left my friends. You know, my little nephew was maybe four years old. I had a goddaughter. I left everything that I knew, my best friend, my family, my job, my career, um, everything. I left it. Um, so in that, that was something that I had to give up. Um, the opportunity to just kind of live, live for God at my leisure. <laughs> I'll, I'll serve God when I'm ready. I'll, I'll get to that. Well, I didn't have that opportunity because I came in like, I'm here as a minister. I'm here. My life is a, is a vessel being poured out for others, mm-hmm. you know? So, so there was a lot of sacrifice there. Financially, there was a sacrifice, um, because my salary as a nurse was not the same as my salary as a minister. It's a little bit different. There's a gap there. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I kind of joke because, you know, my first apartment, um, I had a twin size bed. Mm-hmm. that I'd had since I was 14. Um, it was a day bed, a trundle bed. Um, I had a twin size bed. I had the furniture that I'd had since I was seven. That was my bedroom furniture. Um, I had some books. I had some kitchen supplies. And I remember, bef- you know, when I first moved down, I went to the Walmart that was near my, my apartment. I bought a, a stool to sit at my Christmas, my breakfast bar. Um, and that was my apartment. 
So I left all the comforts of home to live on my own. Um, Goodness, friendships and um, my life required a lot of discretion. It required a lot of discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't because it was there was a set rule that you have to do this. But as I said, the Lord had dealt with my heart about living and being a woman above reproach. So I was very um, hypersensitive over how I presented myself in front of people in a public public eye, you know, so that meant, well, you're not going to find me out at this place over here because that's not where I need to be. Right. You know, my right. associations, I was conscious of my associations. There were so many things that I, I, I was sensitive to because I didn't want to bring shame or reproach to God mm-hmm. or his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, it just meant, you know, Hey, if I looked at it financially, there was financial sacrifice. I could have been making X number of YZ dollars, you know, but I chose yeah. to live for God. And, and, but what I have seen with that is that no matter what sacrifice I feel like I've made, mm-hmm. God has come back and has done beyond what I could have done for myself. Had I had the quote unquote money to do it. And he's, he's shown me like, serve me and watch what I do. Watch what I bring into your life and the, the pathway that I bring it into you. You can't, you, you'd have been working for 20 more years trying to get to that. So. Interesting. Just quick question. Cause it just crossed my mind. Um, what kind of nurse were you? You were an RN. I was an RN. Mm-hmm. I started off, um, in pediatric burns. Okay. as a student okay. and then I went to med surge which is medical surgical mm-hmm. um, immediately upon, upon graduation from nursing school from let's see I went to let me back up I started off in the emergency room yeah. as a nurse tech then I went to children's hospital um, mm-hmm. and worked in the burn unit as a nurse tech mm-hmm. um, started on med surge a med surge unit um, yeah. as an RN um, and then I went to postpartum and pediatrics which postpartum is after moms have the baby and pediatrics mm-hmm. um, and when I transitioned here to Georgia, I was still working in postpartum pediatrics. So the position I found when I got here was in postpartum. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just, while you were talking about that, I was like, I wonder what her, like what you focused in nursing wise. I, I, I wanted to be an ER nurse so bad. Like <laughs> I, I was like, I want trauma, you know, um, that's just the different side of me. Um, because actually I, interesting note, I wanted to be, um, a forensic scientist. Ooh. Yes. I actually thought <clears throat> that I would go, um, to be a forensic, um, f- forensic scientist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that I would be almost like an Emmy, a medical examiner and do autopsies. And like, I wanted to go to crime scenes and do the crime scene investigations. And that is all- so oh, cool. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. I, I just also watch a lot of TV, so it might just be me, my TV brain going, oh, that's Oh, no, like I can list off shows and, man, I, I mean, I would be the, I'm the one who's sitting there like, oh, like when we had anatomy lab uh, in nursing school, I was like, you know, looking like, oh, wow, oh, this is so cool. Like, I just, it was just fascinating to me. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to do trauma, trauma nursing. Um, the hospital I worked at, we didn't have, we weren't a level one trauma center, which meant, okay. A okay. lot of the trauma patients were Went directed. somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a disappointment, but yeah. Hey, it happened. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, so, um, wow. I'm really... This is my third water break. Water Sorry, ladies. Water break. Sorry, gentlemen. Okay, this so. pause was brought to you by water, <laughs> water. Created by God. To nourish your body. Get your water today. Hey. <laughs> no, but actually 
drink more water. Most of y'all are dehydrated right now. Let's be real. Drink some water. <laughs> All right. So um, the next few episodes, probably actually more than few, are going to be about work as worship, mm-hmm. which is kind of the, well, not mm-hmm. kind of, those are the questions I mm-hmm. sent you. Um, and I just want to talk about more because I was, talk about that more because as somebody who used to be one of those a plus always students <laughs> who's like a workaholic grew up in a family of like borderline workaholics if i'm being real um <laughs> it's a matter of like what where's the line between mm-hmm. making sure you do everything in excellence mm-hmm. but also making sure that work doesn't become what you are worshiping, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but rather work is your worship mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of the the inspiration behind wanting to ask more questions about this and mm-hmm. wanting to like dive deeper in like other people's experiences mm-hmm. with work as worship. Um, so Colossians 3, mm-hmm. 23 and 24 mm-hmm. is the verse that I wanted to focus on in this. And I kind of wanted to know what this verse means to you. Mm-hmm. Now, I will read it out loud first because I realize that there are some people who don't know what that is. Hold on, let me find it. I went too far. There we go. 3.23.24. Colossians 3.23. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, by the way. And it says, Work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. Mm -hmm. Cool. Great. So what does this verse mean to you? So when I see this verse, you know, number one, this is, you know, one of my favorite verses. I think all of my verses, all the verses are my favorite, but of course, (laughs) (laughs) Um, when you look at it, you know, basically everything you do this this was a driving this scripture amongst others were was a driving force for me as a young believer Mm -hmm. because number one it talks about your heart so whatever you do looking at it from the king james whatsoever you do do it heartily um it's like your heart has to be in what you're doing that's number one um and with that you know, I would just preface it by saying you have to make sure that your work life has been surrendered to God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't that because if your if your work life is not surrendered to God, then you're out here doing your thing, not his thing. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect to get his results doing things your way. So my life has, has really been a battle. It's, it's, it's like this, it, it, it happens at different levels. It happens at different ages, but it's a battle of, am I going to submit my will, my desire to do what he wants me to do? Mm-hmm. Not what I want to do, what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And then once you find out what he has anointed and gift and graced and called you to do, then it's your responsibility to uh, to line up to that. You know, so for me, um, children have been my heart. That's my, that's been my heart. Anybody yeah. that knows me that goes way back knows that I have loved t- being with and taking care of kids since I was a teenager. I had my, one of my first businesses was a babysitting business. Um, mm-hmm. and I was 14 years old, you know, so you're looking at like 35 years ago, I was making $200 a week. 
$200 a week today, today is still good, you know, but as a 14 year old, it's like, I that was, is a nice, that's <laughs> yeah. a nice amount of cash. But I was making $200 a week babysitting kids. So the, the desire that God placed in my heart for kids, he just, he magnified it, mm-hmm. you know, and he amplified it and took it into so many different, you know, different um, areas. And so one, the desire was there to, to, to take care of kids, to love on kids. I wanted to either be a, a pediatric nurse or a preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. God took that desire and said, okay, now I'm going to mold your heart. What's all what I've placed in your heart. And now I'm going to shape that so that it glorifies me. Right. Um, in a more intimate way. And so I know that while, while I worked as a nurse, I was um, honoring God. But when he called me into ministry, there was an elevation in terms of now I want you to take my word and place it into the hearts of these children. Don't just mm-hmm. physically care for their needs. I want you to care for their most deepest need. Right. And so in in understanding that I there there had to be that that heart submission of God. I know what I like to do. I know what I want to do. But what do you want me to do? Um, and so, you know, when it says work at it willingly, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So working at it willingly means there's a there again, it's there's that heart. There's that surrender. There's that submission. There's there's that God I'm willing to do. I am aligning myself to do whatever you're calling me to do or whatever it is you're asking me to do, regardless of how much I get paid. Mm -hmm. If there's no paycheck at all, I'll still do it. And so that's one of those where, you know, for me, having walked away from a, a salary that was nice at the time to say, okay, God, even if it means I go without, even if it means I have less than for right now, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to give you my whole heart. I'm not going to go into the job and say, well, um, the benefits package is insufficient. So I'm no, if I know when I know I'm where God wants me to be, my trust is in him to provide for me everything I need. Um, and then, then it's, you know, you have to make sure you're not being a man pleaser, you know, where, you know, the boss isn't, Oh, here come the boss. Oh, Oh, okay. Oh, turn your phone off. Turn, you know, you're clicking away from, you know, web tabs that you have open that, you know, you shouldn't because you over here searching on Amazon (laughs) when you're on the clock. No, you're working to God. If God were here looking at you right now, if God were peering or Jesus were in the room peering over your shoulder, would he be pleased with what you're doing? Mm-hmm. You know, so so looking at it like that and it's like um, your work is number one is supposed to glorify him. Then you also have to the, the taking that further. You have to make sure, excuse me, you have to make sure that you're not using your service to God as a crutch or an excuse for why you can't do anything else. Interesting. Yeah. And I say that because, you know, in ministry, you know, it was really easy to be in, in the office for eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours, you know, come home, I'm working, wake up in the morning, I'm working, you know, the weekend cons I'm working. It's like, you have to be able to God call, whatever God calls you to do, there's balance in that, you know, he's not calling. So for my husband and I right now as pastors, we have two children. We don't have the, 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 um, authority to say, okay, kids, you know, you got to study the word 10 hours a day or five. If you got to pray three hours, you got to study for 10 hours and we're, you know, we're just going to be at church all day. No, they're kids 
And God has called us to shepherd them. We right. still have to be parents to them. So there, that means there has to, has to be a cutoff. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult. You know, physically, you still got to eat and nourish and take care of your own body. Yeah, that's good. You know, <laughs> food's always I have great. a tendency to, for, like, especially in high school, a lot, of my, a lot of the times my friends had to remind me to eat because I'd be like, I got to write this paper. Because, like, I would always have papers due or always have things that I need to get done. I was taking way too many AP classes. Ooh. Way too many. Mm. And that's something that I know now. Like, I have to constantly remind myself mm-hmm. to eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I love food. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not talking about, like, yes, there are some people who have disordered eating. Mm-hmm. That is not my testimony. Mm-hmm. I just, when I'm working, I'm like, okay, I'll eat after I'm done. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not work for me. One of the things the Lord, you know, recently mentioned to me was, you need to lead your day in peace. Mm-hmm. And by that, you know, what he was ministering to me about is, there are days that, that, you know, that come about where, you know, it's like, I got to do this. 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 When he's like, but that's not what I want you to do today. That's not what was in my plan for your day. Mm. That's somebody else's need or somebody else's emergency that is being superimposed on what I had for you. And so if you're constantly spending your day running from project or running from issue or running from situation to situation, you've got to ask God, you know, God, is this really what you want for me to do? Because sometimes it's so easy to take on another role and say, well, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then it's like, but I didn't ask you to do that. I had somebody else in mind, but you just jumped to the spot. You know, you jumped on the spot. And so that's something where God has to be the one who directs your day. You know, he has to be the one who orders your steps. You've got to really settle in and hear him every day. You know, that time with him is, is like, if, if I called you into prayer with me, but somebody else called you on the phone, you chose to talk to them instead of me. Maybe you got on the phone with them and they were just gossiping when I had some revelation I wanted to give to you, but you missed me because their phone calls seem more important. You know, so that's where it's like, you've got to make sure that even, even when you're in ministry, even when you're in the perfect will of God doing exactly what he's called you to do, there are still some things that there, there's some balance there. There's, you still have to surrender your day and your time and your endeavors to him to make sure you're not getting pulled or distracted to the left or to the right. You know, if I take a new job pursuit, well, is that what I want for your time? How I want your time to be spent? Yeah. Or is there, uh, you know, is there a time that I want you to say, Hey, pull back on this opportunity because I've got another one waiting in the wing for you. And so if you're sensitive to him, you'll be able to hear him and know that this opportunity, this is not the one for me right now, you know, and then there you trust him enough that if that opportunity needs to come back, it's going to come back 10 times better. You know, that's how God works. You know, it's like, like I said, everything I thought I gave up, he brought it right back, Mm -hmm. literally brought it right back. You know, so it's like, I don't look back and regret. I I, I wish I had, I wish I had a, no, you know, I can look and say, no, I'm where I need to be. You know, and then the areas that I'm lagging behind, I'm just going to say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, God, I'm coming. I'm, <laughs> I'm catching up. I'm catching right. up. You know, like the little person on the trail whose little short legs can't run that fast. Um, <laughs> I feel like God is the person with like the long legs mm-hmm. and I'm over here like, which is funny because it's the opposite in my friend group. Oh. Yeah. So it's like a, I feel like I'm the one who, who needs to walk a little bit faster. Ah. He knows where he's going. 
Um, okay. So as someone in ministry and somebody who works in ministry, how do you make sure that the worship does not feel like work? Because it sure That's, can. It can. It really can. It can. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing that I find is it's a hard adjustment. It's a real hard adjustment. Meaning, mm-hmm. I have mornings or days where it's like, but I don't want to do this. But Lord, how come I have to do this? But how come I have to be the one that gets that's leading in doing this? How come yeah. this person can't do that? You see them over there? I, where I go through my complaint mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, it's like the Lord just kind of like snapshot of like, okay, listen, I called you. I need you. When, if, when the Lord puts one of those, I need you on your heart, you're like, okay, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I make light of it, but it's like, he'll literally just speak something to you like, I need you to do this because there are people over here that have this situation or have this need and mm-hmm. you're the person I've called to do it, you know? And so instead of it becoming, oh, I got to do all of this, it's I get to do this. Lord, yeah. you're, you're entrusting me. And it's learning how to walk with him step by step and learning how to take the time outside of this work environment to do what I'm supposed to do. Because what I find is that when I have meal planned and I have made sure that the meals are healthy, mm-hmm. I have, you know, set aside time to do the laundry. I've set aside time when I the more organized I am, the easier it is. I love it. Organization makes my heart happy. <laughs> but when things are, when I get angry about something and don't correct my heart and then this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens, I'm less able to deal with it mm-hmm. because my heart's not right. Yeah. Once your heart is right, you know, then you're able to do things and he's able to strengthen you in the hard places. That was another thing you just re- recently spoke where it's like, you're over here trying to do this in your strength. I didn't ask you to do it on your strength. I asked you to do it in mine. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so it's like the reason why it's hurting is because you're over here trying to bench press 500 pounds. I got spotters on the left and right. How come you aren't using them? Yeah, that hurts. That's that's <laughs> that's one of those where you're like, oh, and I was guilty of that. I was guilty of that through ministry years for so long. I would not ask for help. I wouldn't delegate. I I can do, I can do it. And Mm -hmm. so burnout came because I didn't use the resources that God had provided. My problem is I, I have trust issues. Yeah. And well, I'm, that was was me too. Trust issue. uh, What is it? I'm recovering from Mm -hmm. trust issues. I don't have trust issues. I'm recovering from trust issues. And so I I don't trust the spotters on the left or right to catch what I need to put down. But you know what? That is tied into your trust for God. You don't think he can he can make it right. Yeah. I'm working through that right yeah. now. Yeah. I finally come to that realization that I don't trust God the way that I say I do. Yeah. And I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. To to work on it. I'm trying, but cuz that don't. was that was what I dealt with. I you don't. know, I, I when he brought it back full circle was like it wasn't so much that you didn't trust them you didn't trust me to work through them and i was like oh god i mean it's those little things where you get you know i mean it feels like you're 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 getting a spanking but it's like it's a spiritual spanking it's like there's a correction you know Mm -hmm. where it's like man but and i spent years struggling worn out burned out frustrated because i didn't learn to trust 
Yeah. I mean, it's the same way in marriage, you know, learning to trust. It's like you have to trust be more than you trust. You got to trust God more than you trust anybody. Period. Did I do something wrong? No. You reminded me of something and I'm trying to find the lyrics. <laughs> so there's a song that um, I've really been listening to and feeling lately. It's More Than Able uh, by Maverick City and Elevation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first verse is when did I start to forget mm. all the great things you did? Mm. When did I throw away faith for the impossible? Whew. Whew. How did I start to believe you weren't sufficient for me? Oh, ouch. Why do I talk myself out of seeing miracles? Mic drop. That's the first verse. And then the chorus is, you are more than able. Mm-hmm. You are more than able. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about that, it just reminded me of like that idea mm-hmm. and the idea mm-hmm. of like we at, at some point, a lot of people, especially if they've been Christians for a while, have gotten to the point where it's like, yes, God can, but mm-hmm. I'm doing this, 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 and this. And mm-hmm. I also have to work hard in order for this and this to happen. Mm-hmm. But like there's a trust that because other people have let us down at some point yep. or yep. like even ourselves have mm-hmm. let ourselves down at some mm-hmm. point that we kind of just treat God like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no, so, real. yeah, that, that's real. that reminded me of that. That's real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's like, like for me, it's too easy for me to go back into what God did and say, Oh, well it should be, Oh, well that was easy. Oh, well I was. And it's like, okay, but, I'm expecting you to grow with me. Right. You know, you trusted me. So it's almost like you trusted me to take the training wheels off your bike. You know, now are you going to trust me to take this plane for across the, you know, across the uh, the oceans, across the sea? <sighs> like, God, I'm, I'm going to stick with this here training wheels because, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can ride a bike. But uh, you talk about a transatlantic flight, Lord. Um, that's, that's, this more lives going. Like the training wheel was just me. This just right. me. I'm powering me. Right. Now you're asking me to transport all these multitudes of people to where you like god i want to stay over here Mm -hmm. he's like no 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 Mm -hmm. you can't even fit on that little tricycle or (laughs) little bike anymore and it's so you've grown out of that right so it's it's a matter of realizing that your trust for him it's 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 not it's not something that is anchored in stone it's something that is, it's almost like a buoy. It goes with you wherever you go, yep. you know? And so the more you know about him, it's like as you're, you're going through the ocean and the waves are hitting, you've got to have that. That, that, that buoy is what's going to keep you afloat. So it's wherever you are, that, that it's going with you. It's traveling with you. And if you forget, you'll find yourself starting to sink. You're like, wait, 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 wait. And God's like, but I'm, <laughs> I'm right here, babe. I never left you. You know, and that's so when you have those tender conversations with God, then you sit there, you just cry. You're like, oh, my God, I missed you again. He's like, yeah, but it's okay. But come on, let's keep going. Yeah. So. So in that idea of like not trying to burn out, how do you set boundaries for personal Jesus time? And Jesus' time and preparation for content, sermons, teachings. So let me just say this. Right now, my life is out of balance. (laughs) 
hey, it happens. <laughs> Let's We're just be all transparent. Different seasons. That's um, okay. So I, I you know, I kind of jokingly say, you know, I look back over, you know, the this year since January, mm-hmm. and I've been in this mode where if I just get past this, then it's gonna be okay. And if I just get past this, then it's gonna be okay. And if I just get past this, then it's gonna be okay. Okay, yeah. well, I'm gonna press, and and then I knew that in two months it's gonna be okay. That's where our family is right now. Too. <laughs> and it's been literally. One thing after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. And I'm just like, so this ain't stopping. Um, Cause yeah. So I, I, so what I would do in that situation, in that time, during that time is I would push certain things off because it's like, I'll get to it when, when things get easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right when I felt like it was, cause it's happening with my kids, you know, with my daughter, you know, she's becoming an athlete, um, playing sports for the first time. And she, you know, had this other team that she was joining um, and another sport that she like, she was trying to do two sports and, a, you know, a, a robotics team. And the, my sweetheart, the amount of time that was required for her to go to the workouts and the practice and, mm-hmm. you know, this mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. and this and that, it was amounting to so much time. And then like this week is homecoming. So last night I was up braiding hair, which I didn't want to do because I just wanted to send her to a salon. And so it's, I'm doing the thing. So here I had blocked off this time, but she had a need. Mm-hmm. And so that need took precedence. And I'm like, but I want, you know, I want to go to bed, but I had to take care <laughs> of her. So it's one of those where it's like, I have to pull away. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't allow, I had to get past the guilt of, but I wasn't on my knees in prayer at 5 a.m. Or I wasn't on my knees in prayer at 6. I may be praying in the shower. I may be praying washing dishes. I may be praying doing laundry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I had to get out of that perfection mindset that if it's not this way, then I didn't do it sufficiently. Mm-hmm. And realizing that whatever I do, wherever I go, my heart is needs to be in communion with the father. Um, whether I'm driving in the car and I'm spending 20 solid minutes just deep in, in, in prayer to him, or my spirit is open and I'm listening to him. You know, there are times where you know, I pop on my phone, like I think it was two mornings ago. Um, I was getting a Holy Spirit download where Holy Spirit was speaking to me and I'm on my phone, just typing in, in, um, notes, just typing out, you know, boom, 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 all these scriptures, you know, they're coming to my, to, to my head or to, coming to my spirit, you know? So it's like, that's my meditation time with him. Right. You know, it may not have been that solid etched out perfect hour of the day, you know, but for me, I'm really not a morning person. I'm a morning person by, by need, not by choice. Yeah. Um, I would now, you can catch me at one, two in the morning. Oh, I will be on my computer or it went front of surrounded by like, that's when I come alive. I love it. So I may not be the one who's up at four 30 in the morning. Cause I'm me and Jesus are having this conversation. Like, but I like this blanket but my pillow is really soft, uh-huh. you know, but now, so the same way that a, he can wake somebody up at four o'clock, he can speak to someone at two o'clock. And so, and I can be, I can be, I mean, full of, full of energy at two in the morning me. where somebody else is like, don't touch me at two. So me. you have to, I think you have to, there are, there are methods that you follow. There are ways that are, you know, that people prescribe, but you, this is your relationship with God. And I'm not going to lock God in a box and say, my time with God is only at five in the morning or only at six in the morning. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have that, then I don't have God. No, because 
being a mom, you know, and having a newborn, it was like, God, I'm not getting any sleep. I can't do this. Please talk. So it was like, baby, I can still talk to you, even though that baby's screaming or crying. I had to grow into that and realize that I am still anointed and still called by God, even if I didn't pray at five in the morning for an hour or two hours or whatever. I, I have to build my relationship with God. Still, the, the principles, the, the elements of that relationship never change. My time in the word. I have to have daily time in the word because that's how my spirit's going to be strong. Yeah. I have to have time in the spirit or, you know, praying in the spirit or time in prayer. That's a must. I need to be, you know, I need to have that time of worship. Those right. are elements that you can never erase those from your walk with God. Mm-hmm. It has to be there. It may just not be at a set exact time during this period of my life. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about that. Like, yeah, I sure God has the funniest thing in terms of like, I'll, I'll try to go to bed early, (laughs) try to wake up early. And like at one season in time, that was my life currently right now in this season, I could stay up till two, three o'clock in the morning. I remember freshman year when he downloaded a lot of information that is just now coming to fruition for me. Mm -hmm. It was at one o'clock in the morning and my roommate and I had like made an agreement. Oh, we're going to go to bed early, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. yada. My roommate was staying at somebody else's house that night. And I was just like, God, please let me go to bed. Like I just, but it was just ideas just Mm -hmm. kept going down and down. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, it looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. also it's kind of cool the way that when he's speaking, as long as you allow him to Mm -hmm. continue to speak, he Mm -hmm. will. I mean, I had one night where I had every intention on getting up and having my, you know, crack of dawn prayer time. My dog didn't, it was a, we had a thunderstorm and the dog cried the whole night. Yeah. It was like every 20 minutes she's waking up whining and crying and whining and barking and whining and crying. And I'm like, so by the time that that crack of dawn time rolled around, I was like, I have not been to sleep. I have, I've had maybe an hour of solid sleep. I cannot. Yeah. My body was ex- so you know stuff stuff happens you know, and you can't the it's the enemy who wants to bring that condemnation on you. Mm-hmm. God is still God, you know. He, he knows everything. You just have to set that time aside at a different time. Yeah. So, don't beat yourself up over it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I used to do that. <laughs> okay, and then we have one last question before I get into like little fun questions at the end. What has God been teaching you lately? What has God been teaching me lately? So lately, I have been going through some of the older sermons from Novel Hayes. Um, And it's really been focusing on releasing your faith for healing. Um, And not just healing, but really, you know, growing in your relationship with God mm-hmm. to the point where you're able to receive and access things by faith, um, not just by praying it one time and then you're done. Yeah. So one of the scriptures that he shares is found in Romans chapter 10. Um, and I'm going to look at verses 10 or excuse me, verses 12 and 13 from the King James. And it says, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the latter part of verse 12 
reads, the same Lord, the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Mm-hmm. So we know that, you know, in salvation, we need to call upon the name of the Lord, but it's taking it a step further when you're calling on God as your healer, you're yeah. calling on him as your miracle worker, you're yeah. calling on him as your deliverer. And so one of the things that, you know, in, in terms of receiving from God, you know, I got in the habit of, Oh, I'll pray, you know, I'll find a scripture that promises me, you know, promises, find a scripture in the word of God that promises me what I need, um, or what it, whatever it is I want. And then I pray. And then I just kind of wait. And so now the focus is on what do you do during that waiting time? How do you abide in that waiting time? What are the actions and the things that you need to do? Mm -hmm. And so one of them is worshiping God for who he is and worshiping him as the provider of whatever it it is you need. So if you're in a position where you need God, you need to believe God for healing. Um, Let's say. Um, you know, you have someone and they have a broken toe or, you know, they're facing, you know, a diabetes diagnosis, you know? So in this regard, it's okay. I have an attack that's happening in my body and my pancreas is not right. So I'm going to thank and worship God as my healer, my deliverer. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a new pancreas. Thank you, Lord, that my pancreas is healed. Father, I worship you. I honor you. I praise you that your word is true. Father, you are good to all who call upon you. Mm -hmm. And so, so really, really spending that time getting to know, you know, getting to understand that God, whatever he has spoken in his word, it's come, it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. And you have to make sure that your heart does not sink in it sink into doubt. You've got to keep your faith strong. So it's worshiping God and thanking him for what he's already promised you in his word. So that's really been my, and I could keep going and going, uh, but that's really been my journey is, you know, fo- learning how to retune my faith so that I'm not just a, a uh, I'm not just doing drive-by prayers, you know, yeah. where it's like, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this. Okay, amen. And I go about my way, but keeping my heart connected and honoring and thanking him for what he's already said he would do and worshiping and praising him until that thing manifests as he said first thessalonians five (laughs) okay now rapid well it's not rapid fire let's be real nobody has answered these like (laughs) okay so the first question i have for you is what's your favorite scripture or passage my favorite scripture is isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 Mm -hmm. Um, fear not for i am with thee be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you yea i will help you yea i will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness um that's one where it's like Number one, first thing he tells you, fear not. Don't fear. Don't fear. Right. Don't fear. Don't fear. Don't fear. Don't fear. Hey, hey, did you hear me? I said don't. Don't. It's almost <laughs> like your mom telling you, you know, when you're a kid, didn't I tell you not to do that? Um, so it's God, you know, mm-hmm. don't fear. I'm with you. Don't be dismayed. Don't leave or lose all your confidence. Don't allow your world to be shaken apart, you know, because of the circumstances that are happening around you. Yeah. Don't be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. That means if there's any place or any sign of weakness in you, I got your back. I got you, boo. Yeah. You know, I'm here. I'm I'm infusing you with my, my skeletal system, with my muscles, with my might, my ability. You know, I'll strengthen you. I'll help you. I'll uphold you with my right hand. If you're falling, I, I'm lifting you up. Um, yeah, so I could keep going because that's, that's a favorite <laughs> and there's so much it's so much is packed into that verse so yeah that's my favorite i like that one too 
Favorite Christian artist or song right now? And then all time. So favorite Christian artist um, right now. Well, there's multiple. I hate to put them all to just say one. You're fine. But one of my favorite songs is by Brandon Lake, Too Good to Not Believe. Um, <laughs> because it talks about, once again, the healing power of God. And, yeah. you know, seeing souls delivered and miracles happen. And, you know, cancer being being removed and prodigals coming home. Um, to, it's like... It's literally questioning you as a believer, like, listen, all of these things that God has done, he's too good to don't don't tell me God can't do it. I've seen it. He's too good to not believe that he's true. Um, That one speaks to me. Sing Hallelujah. Um, Is it by Natalie Grant, Naomi Rain, uh, Cody Carnes, um, Candler Moore, um, Cece Winans. I wish I could just narrow it down to one. It is okay. Um, there are a lot of people who Goodness. have been anointed to minister via music. Favorite songs. Um, if you don't have any, that's okay. I don't have just one that's song. Okay. There, because there's, there's it, like there's different songs for different periods spiritually. Yeah. Uh, so it's like the all-time favorite. Thank you, Lord. Would probably be one for all you've done one for me. Um, and I want to say thank you, Lord, for all you. Don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you for your love. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your power. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Lord, like and faithful. Okay. He's been faithful. Um, and then what is a song? Any song it doesn't have to be a Christian song. It could be whatever you want. Um, that helps you get through a rough day. So interestingly enough, that one is by, there was a series, a cassette series that came out years ago, um, and it was by Integrity Music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the on their CD, um, where it has scriptures for anxiety. Um, and that one, you know, that whole CD was probably my favorite. Um, and there was one song in particular where it says in the multitude of my anxieties, your comforts delight my soul. Um, that was one where it, it, where it's like, even in the midst of my anxious thoughts of everything that I'm going through, it's your word that gets me through. Uh, so that one is, is probably one of my, you know, my favorite ones where it's like, okay, no matter what I go through, he's right there. Mm-hmm. So. And that was the last question. <laughs> that was it. So you got through that. I did. Yeah. I did. And this was fun. I'm glad. Yay. I'm glad. <laughs> but, um, is there anything that you want to plug? Anything that you want how do you want people to connect you if you want people to connect? Well, if you'd like to connect with me, I am, um, I kind of, I, I kind of put my head down um, because Vicky actually helped me with my social media. I do not like um, being on. So I like watching people and things on social media. Same. I just don't like creating content and posting on social media. But if you would like to connect with me currently, um, you can reach out to me at petite boutique. Um, that's P E T I T E. Um, dot b-o-w-t-i-q-u-e on instagram um just leave me a message um and eventually um hopefully before the year is out i'll get my other socials up and running officially um but yeah so (laughs) i've been holding on to that for quite some time so yeah so that's probably the quickest way um um 
Oh, there's tons of things that we are doing um, at our church, um, CFE Atlanta, one, or my husband and I. Um, so we also run a, uh, we just started a recent YouTube channel, um, slash nice. podcast, nice. slash, I'm not sure what all he would call it, um, but it's called Before and After. Um, mm-hmm. So you can look us up on YouTube. Um, and basically Before and After is um, kind of like a marriage ministry to um, help singles that want to be married yeah. um, or help couples to thrive in their marriage. Um, and so there's posts, there's pod, well, there's, I guess you can kind of call it a podcast. Um, so yeah, so that's something else that we're doing. Um, but just reach out or you can reach me at April, April Johnson on Facebook. I'm free. I'm flexible. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get all the other social medias up eventually. Um, yeah. Look, social media is work. It is. It's work. It it's fruitful sometimes, but yeah, it's definitely and, and like it, you know. But it's one of those where it's like I'm a so my general personality is I'm a behind the scenes person, um, and I don't like being out in public or being in front of the public eye. Uh, but so, you're good at it though. Well, I I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting much better. I'm accepting you know accepting this part of my call from God, uh, <laughs> even though it's it's not my comfort zone. But I am slowly snailishly crawling my way out. Yeah. <laughs> You did a good job. So, well, thank you. Okay, well, that's the end of this episode. If you want to reach out to her, you can. I will have everything linked in the, what is it? Description below. There we go. <laughs> um, and until next time, bye.